Take your Bible and go to Romans chapter 3. And just before we uh, read the text, we're preaching through the book of Romans. We come to the third chapter today. Hard to believe I stood right here six years ago and we commissioned our Warrington team to go forward. They had come to us, had handed us that church, and uh, we didn't know what to do with it. I didn't want it. Uh, they came and said, we'll give it to you. I said, take it back. Uh, all I knew is that was W-O-R-K, and I had enough work to do. Amen. But there were 13 people down there in that little church, and way back they ran several hundred, but it had gotten down to that. They gave us that church, and so we shut it down, re-engineered. And, uh, so six years ago, we prayed, got a group together, sent down there, and it's grown, and uh, grateful to God uh, for what is happening uh, there just outside the front gate of uh, NAS Pensacola. You know, the greatest rejoicing that they do at the Warrington campus is when they lose members. They commission those military people have come and been a part, many of them know the Lord, and then we send them out to other bases and, and other places. And they do that. They have that commissioning service, lay hands on them and ship them out with the gospel and let the government pay the freight for sending a mission. Just thought I'd come down here and tell you that, but shh, be quiet about it, all right? Uh, grateful to God for what goes on down there on the Warrington campus. Amen and amen. It's a good thing. Why don't you give the Lord praise for that today? Amen. Yeah, it's good. And we'll keep it up. Grateful for those that serve down there. And some of them will be here tonight and give a brief report about the work that's been going on there. We come today to uh, Romans 3, beginning in verse 21. I'll read down through verse 26. Uh, really looking at the entire chapter, uh, a message that I've entitled, Seven Great Gospel words, seven great gospel words, and they'll all be found in this text today, and we'll look at them together. You follow along as I read now, because this is the blessed word of our great God. Romans 3 and 21. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation. Say that word with me one time, propitiation. Nobody really uses that word anymore, but we're going to look at it here in a few moments. In His blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. The whole of Romans is about the gospel. Paul is not ashamed of the gospel. That word gospel is euangelion. It is two words, good and news, to proclaim news that is good. And when we preach, we preach a gospel, a euangelion. That, that is a good announcement 
And this book of Romans especially is about the gospel. And this third chapter digs in uh, to the need for the gospel. Now there's not any verse in all of the Bible that uh, probably encapsulates the gospel better than that uh, verse over in the third chapter of John in the 16th verse that we know is John 3:16, and we've uh, been raised in church if you have been you've learned this verse early on and you learned it out of the authorized translation and you know it but I want you to read it out of the New American Standard uh, with me this morning you'll see it come up on the screen and you just read this gospel verse with me right now here we go for God's word that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There it is, the love of God for every one of us, the giving of his son. And then that we believe we don't perish and go to hell, but we are given eternal life and go to glory after our death. The gospel, the gospel. It is the good news of God come to us. And I want us to understand a little bit more about the gospel this day by looking at seven great gospel words that are found and there's meaning in and behind and above and over all of these words. And so I want to try to flesh out the gospel just a few minutes this morning, then give an invitation for you to come and receive the gospel and put your faith in the Christ of the gospel. Seven great gospel words. Number one, sin. Verse 23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all sinners and we have missed the mark. Back up in the chapter when he quotes from, uh, from the Psalms and Isaiah and we hear him quoting as he gets into the Psalms. Look at it in verse number 10. How many are righteous? None. How many understand? None. How, how many seek after God in verse 11? None. How many do good? None. There is not even one. All have sinned. And this text paints us in that portrait of having a need because we've all sinned. And we fall short of God's glory. And if I were to bring you up on this stage and put everybody here and say the goal today, the goal is that you run to this blue line and you jump. And the goal is to hit the back wall without hitting the ground. That's the goal. That's the glory. And so you back up and run. Now, some would jump farther than others, but all would fall short. And some would fall badly and go splat. You see, some people have a little more righteousness than others in our eyes. But no one reaches the mark of God's glory. We all fall short. Therefore, all have sinned. That includes you and you and you and you and this pastor. Everybody, we fall short. Not even one is righteous or seeking God or doing good. Sin 
It's a great gospel word because it helps us see our need. Second word is the word righteousness. It's found in verses 21, 22, 25, and 26. Look at it right here. Verse 21. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested. Verse 22. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. Verse 25. Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. That was to demonstrate his righteousness. Verse 26, for the demonstration I say of his righteousness at the present time. Dear friend, we cannot save ourselves. But God will save us by giving us a perfect righteousness. If you have your Bible open, you may not even have to turn the page to Romans 4. Verse 3. For what does the scripture say? In Genesis 15, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. We use the word imputed in the authorized version sometimes. That the righteousness of God was imputed. It was put on the account. It was given credit to Abraham. You see, friend, when you get saved, God puts the righteousness of Jesus on your account. Amen. You're not just sort of good or a little bit better. You've been made righteousness and the righteousness of God is imputed to your account. Thank God for this mathematical illustration here of giving us what we don't deserve. He puts his righteousness and the righteousness of Jesus is pure. He's never sinned, never will sin, never fallen, and never will fall. And it's his righteousness that saves. Sin. Righteousness. Third great gospel word is the word grace. It's found in verse 24. Being justified as a gift by his grace. It is the word charis. It's unmerited favor. You don't deserve the grace of God. But he gives grace is getting something we do not deserve. It's why we call the house where the ladies live over here the Caris House. Most Baptists can't pronounce it, but that's... It's the Grace House, if you want to call it that. These ladies come to us out of drugs and sin, alcoholism, brokenness. And we move them in the Karis house. They don't deserve it, but we give it. They can't measure up, but we reach out. And the Karis house gives grace. Now, before you get proud of yourself for doing it, let me tell you, everybody in here needs a Karis house. Because there's none righteous, no, not one. All of us need a house of grace. That's what God did when he stooped. For by grace, charis, are you saved. Unmerited favor. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But God stooped and Jesus died. And we're saved by grace. Sin, righteousness, grace. Number four is redemption. Redemption. Notice verse 24, being justified as a gift by his grace through 
the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. The word redeem, this word is a payment word. This is an economic illustration. You have to be paid out of sin, bought and purchased. One half of the citizens of Rome, the great imperial city, half were slaves. This is not a racial word in Rome. People of every stripe and every background, half of the city were enslaved. They were indentured slaves. And to get out of that slavery, someone had to redeem you and pay your way out. Some people try to pay their own way. It was very difficult. But others would, would have a price paid and, and have them redeemed. Paul knew what he was talking about. It's what Jesus did for us in verse number 24. Redemption which is in Christ. Jesus paid it all. And all to him we owe. Thank God for redemption. I I, I years ago went to Southwestern Seminary out in Fort Worth, Texas, and if you go and drive up on the campus there, there's a big dome in the middle, and that's where the uh, chapel used to be, right behind it, and you'd come in. There's a map of the world and the floor and all the pictures of the presidents, and it's quite a place. But just down Seminary Drive, there was an old grocery store, big store, but went out of business, and the S&H Green Stamp Company bought the building. Some of you are old enough to remember SH Green Stamps. Yeah, I can see three or four of you out there. That first crowd, everybody raised their hand. Oh, yeah, I remember. They, they thought I was going to give them away today. They, they thought they could still get it. And down in that old store, they put the SH Green Stamps, and on the top, they put in bold letters Redemption Center. Just down the street. I told one of my professors, I said, we should go down there and steal that sign. <laughs> and put it on top of the seminary because this is the redemption center. That's not the redemption center. That's where you just get jumped. This is where you get redeemed. We are the redemption. That, friend, is what Olive Baptist Church is to be. We are the redemption center because Jesus has paid it all. You can have all your sins forgiven, all the price paid. Come to full salvation in Christ. And it's not what you do. It's what he's already done. Redemption, redemption, redemption. Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. What a Savior what a Savior. Amen. Give him witness. Glory be unto God. They may get it, John. I'm tired. That early bunch, they had a spell. We had one guy jump up and run, plumb around the building, shouting and hollering glory. Oh, what a good day it is when we understand redemption. Number five, propitiation. Now, this is that word that I had you say in verse 25, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation. We, we don't use this word. We really don't even know what it is. It, it means to expiate by sacrifice. But we really don't even know what expiate means. That Jesus has, has come. But when you dig into this word, I think I can paint it for you. When you go back to the Old Testament, Exodus 37 and Leviticus 16, there is a picture that God gave to Moses. And he said, build this. 
and in the Holy of Holies, you are to put the Ark of the Covenant, and there is a seraphim on each end, uh, like angels looking over, and it's a box, and in that box are the Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod that budded is in there. And they had a gold slab over the top of it, and it was called the propitiation. That's this word, translated mercy seat. And once every year, the high priest would go in with the blood of the lamb, and he would dip his finger in that blood, and he would just flick it. Onto the mercy seat. They had to do it every year. Then they would go out and put blood on the head of one lamb. They'd send it out. The goat, the scapegoat. And it would run symbolic of the sin leaving. The other would be slaughtered. And the blood. Jesus went to the mercy seat. And he became our propitiation. When they nailed him to the cross, his blood came. And friend, he doesn't have to do it every year. You don't have to get saved over and over. Jesus paid it all one time forever. You trust him. You're his child and you never lose your salvation. You come to him and you are saved, 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 saved. The atonement. Then the other illustration is the Passover where they would put the blood on the side of the door. And when the death angel came, he passed over when he saw the blood. Well, let me tell you, the death angel doesn't touch you in eternity because he passes over when he sees the blood of the Lamb. He is the propitiation, the mercy seat. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 2 speaks to this. When John said it this way, and he himself... Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. Hallelujah. He's a propitiation, but not just for ours only, but for the sin of the whole world. And then in verse 10 of chapter 4, he says, In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. And as John said, not just for our sin, but the sin of the whole world. Hear me, friend. Sin's empire does not stretch farther than God's kingdom. We've all sinned and Jesus died for all. All need a Savior. Not all are going to be saved. But Jesus came making it possible for any man anywhere to come to faith in Christ because he is the propitiation. Thank God for a Savior. Glory be to His name. Number six, justified. The sixth word is justified. Look at verse number 24. Being justified as a gift. The authorized version says justified freely. I like that better. Justified as a gift, as a free gift. Look at it right there in verse number 24. Being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. If you go to Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 16. I'll just turn over here and read it to you. In Galatians 2 and verse 16, he says it this way. 
nevertheless knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law but through faith in Jesus Christ even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ not by the works of the law since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified now while propitiation is a religious word and redemption is an economic word this word justified is a legal a legal picture it's a legal declaration friend when you are declared just it's not that you're just not guilty no 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 this goes beyond that it's not that you're just not guilty it's that you are just you're you're just you're as justified as Jesus because he has put his life in your place it's called substitutionary atonement justified freely Hey, reach over in front of you. There's, there's a hymnal there. Mine's black, yours will be blue. Just reach over and get a hymnal right quick. And go to 438. 438. 438. You see it? John Peterson wrote this old hymn 60 years ago. Great musician with the John Peterson Music Company. See it down at the bottom. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I'd wandered in darkness away. I wonder if he's going to help me. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. Heaven came down. And my night was turned to day. Heaven came down. Now that's pretty good, but the second stanza is where the truth is. Look at it right there. Stanza number two. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine, justified, what's it say? Fully. Fully. Woo! Justified fully. Not halfway, not three quarters. Justified fully. This is the legal declaration. Justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made. When as a sinner I came, took of the offer of grace. He did. I always hated this word as a kid growing up because I didn't know what proffer meant. Of grace he did proffer. He saved me. Oh, praise his dear name. It's when heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Filled my soul. Justified. Now, friend, if you don't get this, you'll never, ever be sure of your salvation because when you sin, and you will sin, some of you are sinning right now. 
you're still his child because you've been justified fully. You say, preacher, I get saved. I sin all I want to. Yes, sir. You get saved. You just don't want to. If you want to, you need to check out your salvation certificate. You've been justified by something else. Justified fully in Calvary's love. The transaction so quickly was made. This is the legal term. This morning, a deacon came, prayed over me. He's an attorney. Excellent expert in tort reform. Prayed over me this morning. My son, probably in his service somewhere. Bennett works for state attorney's office. We kid all the time. He's trying to get him in jail. I'm trying to keep him out of jail. That's illegal. See, in, in this life, friend, when you're sin and you're caught, you pay. Some of y'all been caught, and you pay. But the Lord takes this and says, you are justified. You, you come to the judgment, and you will come to the judgment. It's appointed every man. You'll stand, and you'll be guilty. But the judge will come down and take your place and say, he can go in because I'm taking his place. He's justified fully because of Calvary's love. I'll never forget. Amen. Heaven came down and glory Yes, it did. Glory, glory, glory. Justified. Have you been justified? The justifier. That's what he calls himself right here in this text in verse 26. He would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Christ. Sin, righteousness, grace, redemption, propitiation, justified. And the last word it's found in verses 22, 25, and 26 is the word faith. Faith. It is one of the seven great gospel words in this sermon. Verse 22, even the righteousness of God through faith. Verse 25, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. Verse 26, for the demonstration I say of his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now friend, hear me clearly and hear me certainly. Faith does not save you. Jesus saves you. You put your faith in the one who saves. He's the Savior. You can't believe enough. But when you understand what he's done, you trust him forever. And you come receiving him by faith. I, I want you to hear this. One of the great reformers wrote these words years ago, hundreds of years ago. They stand true today. Listen to this. Our Lord Jesus suffered for all. And there is neither great nor small who is not inexcusable today. For we can obtain salvation in him. It's there. 
Unbelievers who turn away from him and who deprive themselves of him by their malice are today doubly culpable. For how will they excuse their ingratitude in not receiving the blessing in which they could share by faith? Said the great reformer John Calvin. You you could if you come by faith. That all men are inexcusable. He said the Lord Jesus suffered for all and there's neither great nor small. It can be, you're beyond excuse. Calvin said it. But throw him out the door. Paul said it. And I'm saying it today. We've all sinned and Jesus died for all and then if you come by faith in him. You see, the gospel eliminates human pride. It eliminates human prejudice. You come by faith or you come not at all. So yesterday, we had this little coupon book. The schools sell them and you pay money and then you give it and you go, you know. Well, it ran out today. So my wife's going through the booklet saying, we got this and this and giving them to people. So yesterday afternoon, she says, we, we got to, you know, we use these or throw it away. She said, over here is a place you can, you can buy a hamburger. If you buy a combo, you get a free burger. I said, well, that sounds like a good deal for dinner to me. Let's go. So we went, drove through, told them what she said, drive around. I see a coupon. I got there. So when I got there, I handed the coupon. And I said, this says we, get to, we buy the combo, we get the free burger. She said, yes, that's right. And so this girl, she couldn't have been 19, 20. She's in there turning to her. And then she turned around and she, she said, sir, would you like the free ice cream also? I said, what, yeah, wait, uh, what, what, what you got to do to, to do that? She said, well, there's two, you know, you pull it out and there's one on each side. I'd only read the one side. Oh, here's the same place, the free ice cream. I said, what do you, she said, I said, what do you have to do? She said, I, I, she said, if you stick your hand out, I'll give it to you. I said, so I just, she said, yeah. I said, let me see that. Sure enough. So I had dessert before dinner. <laughs> and you don't believe me. My wife wanted some. I said, well, now, which side are you going to lick on? She said, we've been swapping spit nearly 50 years. It ain't going to be no problem. I just did that just for the college crew today. That's all. She said, I'm going to keep it from dripping all the way to the house. I said, all right, just have at it, darling, have at it. Let me tell you, friend. He'll save you. 
Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. You'll come by faith or you won't come at all. The gospel calls for instant, I mean right now, unconditional. You don't hold anything back. Joyful acceptance of Christ. If you come to him, did you hear that song? The transaction was made, it was made immediate. When you say, yes, Jesus saves you. Hallelujah. Instantly you come now. If he called you, you come now. You don't come when you want to. You come when he calls you. You accept him instantly. You accept him unconditionally. You don't say, well, Lord, if you'll do this, I'll do that. Or if it gets better. No, 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 no. You, you don't set the agenda. He sets the agenda. And you come unconditionally. And then you come joyfully. Oh, Lord, restore the joy of our salvation. Help these Baptists get happy in Jesus. Help somebody say glory and amen and, and live. Now, friend, when you get saved, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it doesn't mean you're not going to have any trouble. As a matter of fact, you're going to have more trouble after you get saved than you had before you got saved. It'll be a different kind of trouble, but you're going to have trouble. Because the wicked one can't stand it, and he'll come against you. Yeah? Did you see it? What happened over at, on the plains at Auburn a few weeks ago? They had that meeting, and people started getting saved. Do you, you see where the football coach walked out in that pond, that lake, baptized over? It was near 200 kids. And what did the Civil Liberties Union do? They told him he's on the state payroll. He hadn't got any business doing that. Friend, I'm telling you, you live for Jesus, they're coming after you. They're coming after you. I met Coach Freeze's college roommate on an airplane a while back. He said to me, he said, let me tell you, that old boy will stand for Jesus. He said, we used to be in a gospel quartet together. He said, we sing all over America. He said, he loves the Lord, he's a real deal. And then an announcer talked about it yesterday, and that same crew's come after him, said he ought to lose his job because he's talking about faith on this ball game. Somebody got to stand up to that. I got good news. I read over here at the end of the book. Yes, yes, there's a city with a wall and gates and foundation. We win, and hell can't get in. No. God says, do, do, you, do I know you? And when they say no, he says, depart from me, and he casts them. That doesn't mean, I'm telling you, hell's going to get hot while you're here, but I got news for you. We're going to a place where hell can't touch you, where the difficulty comes no more.
and you must stand here. Because one day we're going over there. Children of the King. We got a sin problem. Yes, we do. But we've been redeemed. Hallelujah. By grace. He's the propitiation. Glory to God. He justified us. 